0: Everyone, and welcome to the Bronx Bombers Baseball Talk Podcast, the Triple BT Pod. I am your host, Nick Greco, and today's episode we're going to pick up from where we got cut off. In episode one, I'm going to be giving a few special shout outs and appreciation to some of the podcasts and blogs that inspired me and helped me get connected to the Yankee world a little bit more. I'm going to Um, Read a memoir that I wrote as a tribute to my grandfather and hopefully give you guys a little bit more of an insight as to why I'm such a big Yankee fan and why I'm doing this podcast. So without further ado, here we go. It's time for the Bronx Bombers Baseball Talk Podcast. Alright guys, thanks for coming. Again, it's your host Nick Greco with the Bronx Bombers Baseball Talk Podcast Episode 2. Um, I want to give a big shout out and thanks to everyone who listened to Episode 1. I couldn't believe it. You know, I did it just kind of for fun, really random, off the cuff, um, wasn't planning on it. It was raw, it was uncut, it was unedited, the sound quality was not great. And I didn't realize until the very end that my episode didn't even finish it cut off uh, <laughs> it cut off before it was supposed to and so for anyone who listened that long, I really appreciate it. You know, I recorded that podcast and sent a link out maybe to a dozen or so um friends or family and I couldn't believe that within a few days and just a little bit of outreach on Twitter, I had like over fifty views on that uh podcast, nothing crazy but I wanted to give a shout out and big thanks to anyone who supported me and listened to episode one. And so, like I said, that episode cut off a little bit. Um, I figured that I would do this episode two real quick and pick up where that left off. Just give a little bit of background into why I wanted to start this podcast. Some of the people that had influenced me along the way. um, And give the real nitty gritty and reason behind why. I wanted to start this podcast. First of all, I wanted to give a shout-out to my little bro, Drew. Um, If you listen to the first episode and you're listening to this episode, you'll probably notice that there's a pretty significant difference in the quality of the audio. And that's because my little brother, Andrew, is a filmmaker. He has a little bit of a setup um, in his room at the house. So, recording with a little bit better microphone. We've got a uh, pop screen and... So Andrew's here. Say what's up, Drew. What up? So Drew's got a company called Negative Apples. He makes movies. He makes some cool stuff. Where can they go and check out some of your videos and, and stuff that you've made, Andrew? Um, right now, probably just NegativeApples.com. So if you go to NegativeApples.com, you can see some of the cool stuff that my little brother's been putting out. Just had a really cool short that they did... Um, Called Companion, was in a few film festivals, won a few awards. So if you go out there, if you're impressed with the elevation of the sound quality from last episode to this episode, that's the work of my brother Andrew Greco. So wanted to give him a shout out. Um, we got this bit of a setup here. I was planning on kind of riffing and going off the cuff most of the time, but I think that if we grow accustomed to this level of audio quality, then... I'm probably going to be recording about once a week or so when when I come over to the house. So we'll have Andrew behind the scenes on that. Um, other than that, there's been a few games over the weekend. Nothing too crazy. It seemed like the game um, on Saturday night, not the full crew was playing. You have Gary made a really great play from behind the dish. Um, nothing incredible happening offensively. j and A-Rod get engaged. A-Rod gives her like a 15 karat rock. Other than that, not a lot going on in Yankee land since the last time we recorded. Um, you just got a couple spring training games. Nothing too significant. Um, nothing that I can even think that's notable enough to talk about. So I'll just pick up where I left off from last episode, and I want to give some shout-outs and recognition to a couple of the people who along the way have inspired me um through their own podcast, and I want to give a special shout out to someone that had given me my introduction into the Yankee community and contributing content, and so without further ado, I'll go ahead and do that, and then I'll um, give you guys the real reason why I'm starting this, and hopefully we'll be able to have the intensity and the willingness to stick with it for a while, at least enough to produce something fun, get a little bit of a following maybe. Hopefully bring some joy into some other people's lives, some excitement, and we'll get into that. Uh, But right off the cuff, I wanted to give a special shout-out to Dr. Paul Semendinger and the Start Spreading the News blog. Uh, Dr. Paul is the first one last year, right at about the All-Star break, about halfway through the year, is the one that really gave me my opportunity to throw my hat in the ring, start producing some Yankee content. I started contributing to that blog the Start Spreading the News blog. Um, Really great guy. He publishes some of other books as well, as well as being the editor-in-chief of uh, the Start Spreading the News blog. He is a principal, just a real salt of the earth, great guy, competes in a lot of marathons. Um, So he's out there contributing the most that he can, and I wanted to give him a special shout-out for letting me join their crew and being someone that can... You know, contribute to creating some content. I did some game recaps, wrote some cool pieces for their blog um, along the way last year. So he's the one that really got me started, got me my first taste of jumping out of fandom and into a little bit of Yankee fan pod, king, not podding creation, um, but helping me join the content world in the Yankee community more so um than I was able to before. So I want to give him a special shout out. And I want to mention some of the Yankee podcasts that I listen to because one of the reasons why I chose to start this podcast was, man, I just got to the point where I loved listening to these guys so much that, you know, after I had listened to all of them, it seems like come Wednesday, um the Yankee podcast are a little thin. I don't have anything to listen to. So more than anything, I just wanted more content. But there's a couple podcasts out there that I think are really killing it that have inspired me to do this. Um, they're great. If you're not listening to these guys, I really recommend you go out and listen to them. They're, I'm Rookie Ball. They are the major leagues. Um, really high-quality stuff. Guys that are super involved on social media, interactive within the Yankee community. So I want to give them some shout-outs. Um, I really love Talking Yanks, John Boy and Jake. In my eyes, these guys are going so far above and beyond um, what they need to do to make sure that they're putting out the best product possible. You know, These guys are guys that do it full-time. They've got some other shows that they host and produce as well. They're super active on social media, really interactive with fans. They're doing some real fun stuff. They were just at spring training for a whole week or maybe even over a week. But just real cool dudes. Um, They're always doing giveaways. I actually even won a Yankees dugout mug. It was like a $60 mug that I won in a contest with their partnership with dugout Mugs. So they shipped it to me real quick. Um, Like I said, they go above and beyond. They're always interacting with people on social media. So make you feel like you're part of the community. A lot of outreach there. Um, I love their shows. They put out, just so much content. Uh, during this off season. they're sticking to about two episodes a day, Monday, Thursday. And then just recently, they've been doing where they do a player profile every single day. So these guys are putting out daily episodes in addition to the other shows that they do. So if you're not listening to Talking Yanks, I recommend that you do so. One of the other shows that I really love is NYYST, um, New York Yankees Sports Talk, hosted by Christian... Chris and Stack Guy Rye. I get a kick out of these guys, I'll tell you. Um, you know, as a Yankee fan living in Dallas with family that um, is still back in New York, every time that I listen to these guys, it makes me think that I'm listening to or in a conversation with my Yankee cousins in New York. They get real rowdy, they're very passionate, they're really funny, um, have really intelligent takes on what's going on with the Yankees. Again, they're also. Really interactive on social media. Um, They're doing a lot for the Yankee community. And these are guys also that have branched off, and they're each doing their own shows now. Christian and Chris, I believe, have um, their own break-off shows from the main NYYST uh, podcast. They get really incredible interviews on their shows. They had an episode with John Sterling uh, just a few weeks ago. So really great takes on the game, a really fresh take. They're very authentic, really excited. and exciting to listen to. So that's another one that I listen to. And the last one that's in my main rotation is the Bronx Pinstripe um, show. They've got a great blog, Andrew and Scott. Um, these are guys, I believe that they've had their podcast the longest. I think they're some of the longest tenured um, Yankee blogs and independent uh, blogs or podcasts. But they put out a really great product, really professional. These are guys, again, that they're doing it for real. Very um, Very professional. They get really great guests on from time to time during the season. They're putting out content on a very regular basis, and so those are my three main shows. Um, during the season, I think they all post about twice a week. During the off season, it's a little bit uh, hit or miss. Most of them are at least once a week. Sometimes, if there's news, they'll put on a different sh- uh, I'll put it out on more of a regular cadence. But that's why I'm listening to those are the guys that you know gave me the bug of Yankee podcast syndrome, and so I'm taking that fever and running with it as far and as long as I can, and hopefully along the way, um, people will like what I have to hear. It's been really fun and exciting to hear some people say that they already love what I'm doing. Um, Already had a couple people say that they want to be on the show, so as I said, as we continue to roll, it's going to be me, it's going to be my family, it's going to be some friends and family, so it's going to be a real good time. And on that note, guys, I wanted to um, talk a little bit more about why I decided to do this podcast. So as I had mentioned initially in the first show, um, I'd wanted to start one for a long time. It seemed like a really fun idea. Uh, Most of the time I'm just talking with my friends or family about the Yankees anyway, and it seemed like it would be fun to try and actually create something out of it instead of just talking in our dead time. Uh, And... You know, back in December, I had the birth of my son, uh, baby Cash. His name is Andrew Cashman Greco. Uh, Andrew, because my wife and I both have brothers named Andrew. Hence, my little brother Drew here, who's running the audio. And then Cashman, because I always knew that we wanted to name him Cash. I just thought that Cash Greco seemed like a Major League Baseball player's name. And when it came down to it, uh, as it got closer, Cashman started to sound cooler and we decided that we could name him that because in that way we would be naming him after something Yankees instead of just money. So that's how I sold it to the wife. But with the birth of my son, it's been really cool to you know, kind of have that resurgence of wanting to create more, wanting to become the most that I can to a higher degree, wanting to leave a legacy behind that he can remember, that he can... Go back to, you know, with our three-year-old baby Mia. That was really great. It changes you. Anyone that has kids understands that um, she's our little princess and our sweet baby girl. But there was just something about getting a son and having a little buddy that, you know, it got me back into all my old baseball stuff. I came back over to my mom's house, got all of my old baseball cards. I started collecting baseball cards again. And for any of you guys that are following us on Twitter, um... It's at Bronx Bombers, BBT is the handle. Follow us on Twitter. So, anyone that's following me, one of the things that I want to do is I've started up a little bit of a Yankee baseball card collection. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not collecting for a return or for money. Um, I'm just trying to get out there and buy whatever I think looks cool. And so, I've started up a little bit of a collection, and every day or every other day or so, I'm going to be posting one or two baseball cards, like, comment, say which ones you think are the coolest, but that's one of the things that I've started again since Baby Cash was born. Um, I figured that that's something that is fun for me to do. It's the most fun you can have for such a cheap amount of money, you know, five or ten bucks, you can get some really cool stuff or open up some cards and see if you get anything good. So that's something that I want to be able to build a collection of, leave for Baby Cash, um... And then this podcast as well is something that, like I said, I've always wanted to do. I think it's going to be really fun to get these episodes out there, see if anyone enjoys them. If nothing else, it'll be really fun to record with my family and with my friends. And so, you know, along with that, along with the idea of wanting to do something that my kids can go back, listen to, hear, um, have a little bit of a legacy here that they can tangibly see and listen to. you know I wanted to share something with you guys so as I mentioned before, dr. Paul um, was the first one that gave me the outlet really to get involved with creating some Yankee content and in the off season, I wrote an article um, that's on the start spreading the news blog that is uh, it's a little bit of an example and a little bit of a story behind why I am so passionate about. The Yankees, and why, as I've gotten older and as I've had kids, um, why that passion has been rekindled, why I want to, you know, try and make it burn as long as we can. Um, My grandfather on my dad's side, my John Greco um, grandfather, passed away a few years ago, and ever since he passed away, I had had this idea for a memoir, a not an essay, but a memoir might be the right uh way to phrase it on a piece that I'd wanted to write about him and for about a year or so, I just had the idea and you know didn't really write anything down other than a few introductory paragraphs and it was one of those things where in my mind, I had played it up to be so much that I didn't want to ruin it, and so it went without any attention for a long time, and then come this off season with uh with knowing that Baby Cash was going to be coming in December with the off season, with nothing really to write about on the uh, baseball summary side, I decided that if I wasn't going to write it now, I'm never going to. So I sat down at my computer late one night and um, just busted this piece out. And so I want to read it to you guys. This is my tribute to my grandfather. It's a little explanation about why I'm doing what I'm doing, where the love of the Yankees comes from. And then from there, we'll call this one an episode, we'll keep it short, we'll put it out there, and hopefully by the time this one comes out or the next one comes out, we'll be um, official on the App Store. Right now you're just listening to us through Anchor, so I want to read this piece to you guys, and hopefully it explains a little bit why I'm doing what I'm doing, hopefully gives you guys a bit of an insight into who I am and where this Yankee fandom comes from. So without further ado... I'll just go ahead and read it. So it's entitled, A Tribute to John Greco, Why Baseball is the Greatest Sport and Why the Yankees are its Greatest Team. It's a birthright. My baby girl had Yankee gear before she was even born. If she was a boy, I wanted to name her Robinson. But that was before 2013 and before Robbie Cano signed away his legacy for a few extra years and a perennial spot on the couch in October. I wore a Yankee shirt in the hospital As my wife delivered our sweet baby girl. And since this was written, I've worn that same shirt. Um, If you go to the actual article, you can see it. It's a Nike dry fit team-issued undershirt. I wore that same shirt for the birth of baby Cash as well. So I've worn that one for the birth of both of our children. Um, He's about retired. I think it's time that he's retired and is inducted into the T-shirt Hall of Fame. Um, Picking back up. She came home with a Yankee Patsy in her mouth. To a crib underneath the Yankees jerseys that still hung on the wall from my office, what used to be my Yankee room. Now my son is due December 26th. His name will be Andrew Cashman Greco. Andrew because my wife and I both have brothers named Andrew, and Cashman because Cashman. He's going to go by Cash, and he does. I just spent this evening decorating his walls with my old Little League baseball jerseys and with the Bernie Williams jersey that my grandparents bought me in the fifth grade. The beautiful thing about being a Yankee fan is that the ghosts of Yankee Stadium are not just the ghosts of the Ruths and of the Gehrigs and of the DiMaggio's. No, I believe that the reason that baseball is the greatest game on earth and that the Yankees are the greatest team on earth is because the ghosts of the John Grecos are also alive in the stadium. The ghosts of every working class family who flew a Yankee flag in their front yard whose family patriarch instilled a love of the Yankees that would bind generations to come. Never mind the fact that baseball is God's game, and that he came down himself and with the same finger that Michelangelo used to depict the creation of the world, created a perfect diamond, where the 60 feet 6 inches was the perfect distance to allow the greatest pitchers in the world to throw a ball as fast as humanly possible to the greatest hitters in the world to yield a success rate that is beautiful enough that even the giants of the sport only hit the ball safely 3 out of 10 times, thus creating a perfect analogy for life's need to persevere in the face of defeat. Never mind the fact that while other sports are busy kneeling in protest to our country's flag and national anthem, every seventh inning at a Yankee home game, you'll find an honored military vet on the field being greeted to a standing ovation and a choir of patriots singing in unison, God Bless America. Baseball is the greatest game in the world, and the Yankees are the greatest team in the world because of the John Grecos of the world. I'm a Yankee fan. It's not because I chose to be. It's because my father is a Yankee fan. And it's not because he chose to be. It's because his father, my grandfather, John Greco, was also a Yankees fan. Of all the things in this world I'm proud to identify as, being Italian, being a baseball player, and being a Yankee fan were all inherited from my grandpa Greco. When my father passed away, I didn't inherit a fortune. I inherited a gold watch and a love of the Yankees that runs as deep as the blood in my veins and as deep as the soul in my body. As a young man growing up in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, what other option did he have than to be a Yankee fan? Babe Ruth didn't play for the Giants, and Joe D. wasn't in Dodger Blue, though if you asked my grandfather, John Greco, Joe D. was the greatest baseball player to ever live. Of course, that had nothing to do with the fact that he was Italian. Um, there's not much I know about my grandfather or my Greco side of the family beyond that timeline. I know that my great-grandfather's name was Giuseppe and that he was an immigrant from Italy. He went to work in the coal mines of Pennsylvania and left my grandfather to be raised by his older sisters. My grandfather turned to baseball into hanging out with his friends on the streets. He was a great baseball player and even played in the polo grounds, but decided to leave the game for his buddies and to start a family. This is essentially all of the knowledge I have of my Greco side of the family and of my grandfather's upbringing. We don't come from a rich heritage or a long line of anything. Uh, I can't trace my ancestors back generations. I only know that my grandfather loved life, loved his family, loved baseball, loved the Yankees, and loved Frankie Valley. He worked for the United States Post Office as a postman in the city, uh, bought a house in Deer Park, Long Island, invested wisely in his retirement, and taught my father the great game of baseball and instilled his love of the Yankees in my father, my uncle, and my aunts and um, shared it with my grandma. He was not only the patriarch of our Greco family from Deer Park, New York, but he was also the patriarch of the Greco-Yankee dynasty. My grandfather, John Greco, passed away last year on July 6, 2017. His whole life, he was a ball player and an athlete. He continued to walk miles a day for as long as I can remember at the high school track down the block from where uh, my dad grew up and where my grandparents still live. My last visit to New York during his lifetime was in the summer of 2016. I tried to help him up the stairs of my grandparents' split-level Long Island house, the same house that my father grew up in, that my grandparents had purchased in the fifties as i reached to help him up the stairs he pushed my hand aside get out of here i'm an athlete i'm only 89. my previous trip to new york in the summer of 2010 i remember vividly as we sat around my aunt lisa's backyard patio table in Massapequa, my father asking my grandfather why he was not wearing the two thousand dollar quorum big bubble watch that he bought him so that he could see the time with the magnified numbers of the watch face but instead was wearing what looked to be a $20 Yankee watch. My grandfather um, answered in a way that was as clear as my mind as if it was yesterday, what the hell kind of fan am I? When the season's over, I'll wear a different watch. He wore a different Yankee t-shirt every day we were there that trip. Now, I currently live in Dallas and have lived in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex for the majority of my life. And when people get to know me, they inevitably find out, A, that I'm a Yankee fan, And then they soon discovered that I'm actually a fanatical Yankee fan. And then sooner or later, they usually ask me, how can I be such a big Yankee fan when I grew up in Dallas and had never actually lived in New York? I know right away they don't understand. They don't understand a widowed grandmother who sits alone in the den of the house where she raised her family and watches every single game on Yes, just like I do and just like my father does and just like my uncle does And just like my cousins do, they don't understand the too few phone calls that her grandson makes to her that wind up being about the Yankees game last night and that she actually knows what happened, who messed up, and she's not shy about expressing it. When I called her after the Yankees were knocked out by the Red Sox this year, she said she was too sick to talk about it. They don't understand that 90% of the conversations that I have with my own father either start with or finish with the Yankees. They don't understand the late nights spent with an aging father getting down with no catcher's gear on to catch a son throwing a high fastball under the tennis court lights because of the mutual love of the game and because I was chasing perfection and because the coach of my travel team was a scout for the Yankees and said that one day, maybe with a few more miles an hour on my fastball, that I had a shot of getting drafted by the Yankees. They don't understand the baseball to this day sitting in my parents' living room in a Little League Glove trophy given to Nikki by Paul O'Neill, 1994, the year that he won the batting title. They don't understand the four balls sitting in my own daughter's room given to Mia by Mike Harkey, given to Mia by David Robertson, given to Mia by Brett Gardner, and then a fourth ball that is signed by Dylan Batantis because during our annual trip to Houston to watch the Yankees, Delling was signing and graciously looked over at our sweet baby Miss- our sweet baby Mia as I yelled to him, Dellen, for the baby! Pointed to baby Mia, decked out in her Yankee gear. He locked eyes with her and reached out for our ball and signed it, even though he had started to walk away. Uh, big thanks to Dellen, such a sweet guy. They don't understand the calls from your cousin that you don't keep in touch with like you should. Calling you on the way home from a magical playoff win, telling you that, From the right-field bleachers, he wore out Reddick all night. They don't understand that at 31 years old, I got out in front of my aunt's house in the yard and played my little cousins in wiffle ball as my daughter and wife watched and cheered on. They don't understand that the only normal contact that you keep with those cousins is in a group chat that my dad created expressly for Yankee Chatter. They don't understand that the beginning of a lifelong friendship was created because the new guy on the baseball team's dad was also from the Bronx and that he's a diehard Yankees fan. Shout out to CFO and Mr. Ferraro. Mr. Ferraro, we're getting you on this podcast soon. We want to hear some of those Mickey Mantle stories. They don't understand you calling Yankee Stadium, asking to speak to Brian Cashman, and getting a polite, we can't transfer calls to him. Then telling them to pass along the message to Trade Clippard and the next week actually having it happen. They don't understand that the first time my mother that's been to the ballpark for at least a decade was to see the Baby Bombers and that she was so excited that she upgraded us to second row seats. They don't understand having their 18-month-old daughter, after weeks of participating in Yankee Rally jersey, reach the point where she not only loves her Yankee jersey and is astounded at the mere sight of the Yankee NY, but will not even leave her room without a Yankee jersey on in the morning and will not let her mother make it one step out of her room without notifying her that this is a team effort and that she will be forced to wear the Yankee rally jersey as well. They don't understand that that baby girl, six months later, points to the Yankee NY on her chest, and on her second birthday points to it and says, Yankees! They don't understand the magic of Aaron Judge's home run derby slaughter as sons, grandsons, cousins and family gather together after their grandfather's death and feel the power of the Yankee Ghosts being resurrected. They don't understand your wife kicking you out of church because it was Derek Jeter's last game and you were streaming it on your phone, The Pew, because God knows that it was Jeter's last game. They don't understand skipping work for Jeter's 3,000th and then having it come on a home run off of David Price. They don't understand that the Yankee NY is not just the logo that flies on a flag, or that's stitched on a jersey. That signs my family crest. They don't understand a quaint funeral home on Long Island, where a grandson, who lived his life thousands of miles away from his grandfather, turns into the room where he lays to rest for the viewing, and sees that the two things standing next to his coffin are the American flag, and a baseball-shaped bouquet of roses with the Yankee NY painted on them. You see, there's hundreds of little examples like these that they don't understand. Moments that have accumulated over a lifetime that are part of the fabric of who I am. So many moments and memories have become, or have come, to me because of the Yankees. And when I put on a Yankees hat or a Yankees jersey... That's not just a hat, that's who I am, and that's my birthright. Baseball has bound my family in a way that no other sport or event could, and that bind is fused with pinstripes. The reason the Yankees are the greatest team in the greatest sport of all time is because out of the great Yankee moments, out of Ruth calling a shot, out of Gehrig's farewell speech, out of DiMaggio's 56, out of Larson's perfect game, out of Bucky Dent, out of the race for 61, out of Mr. October, out of Mr. November, out of Mattingly's 85 season, out of Coney's perfect game, out of Boomer's perfect game, out of Boone's home run in Game 7, out of Jeter's flip against the A's, out of Jeter's 3,000, out of Jeter's final at bat in Yankee Stadium, out of Judge's home run derby, out of the baby bombers exceeding all expectations in 2017, Out of breaking the home run record in 18, and out of Mo being the first person to be unanimously elected to the Hall of Fame, the greatest Yankee moments of all time continue to happen every day in my own home, and have happened already um, within my own family. Now I realize that I'm the exception um, to the rule and not the rule. Maybe I care more about checking the Yankee trade rumors every day than most people do, including those in my family. Maybe others aren't volunteering to write Yankee blogs just because it's a blast and it gets me more connected to the Yankee community. Maybe they don't have Yankee podcasts on rotation and intentionally drive around a little bit longer on Mondays and on Thursdays because that's when Talking Yanks, NYYST, and the Bronx Pinstripes premiere new episodes. Maybe I am the exception and not the rule, but but that's okay with me. Because short of religion, baseball, in my case, the Yankees, have had the ability to bring people together more than anything else on God's green earth. And as a religious person, I don't believe in coincidences or in things of chance. My grandfather, the patriarch of the Greco-Yankee dynasty, and the man responsible for my passion for the Yankees and for baseball, passed away on July 6, 2017. And because nothing in life is a coincidence, and because baseball is God's sport, And because the Yankees are its greatest team, and because the ghosts of Yankee Stadium are the ghosts of you and the ghosts of me, on July 6, 2017, the Yankees were rained out. And as a result of the rain out, in the ultimate show of respect, and in a serendipitous capstone that only God and the ghosts of Yankee Stadium could orchestrate, the Yankees had the day off, and gave one of their greatest fans a moment of silence. Thanks, guys. I hope that you enjoyed that. I hope that that gives you a little bit of an insight as to why Yankee Blue runs so deep in my blood, um, why I'm so passionate about baseball, about the Yankees. Hopefully, I'm able to bring that level of passion to you guys, and hopefully it's enjoyable and we can create something fun here. I uh, really appreciate everyone who listened to Episode 1. Appreciate to everyone, Our appreciation goes out to everyone who's listening to Episode 2. Like I said, um, it's not always just going to be me. I'm going to have some friends on. going to have some family on. It's going to be a great time. Uh, please reach out. Again, the Twitter handle is at Um uh, We've got an Instagram, too, that's the same thing. Reach out, connect, say hi. I'm going to be posting these episodes about once a week or so. I'm going to be posting daily about things that are going on in Yankee land, reposting and retweeting GIFs and highlights. I'm going to be posting every day or so. Um, with some baseball cards that I'm collecting. So if you see some cool ones, give it a shout-out. If you're collecting cards, I would love to see those as well. want to bring as much Yankee love out there as we can. Um, So that's it. I'm your host, Nick Greco. This is the Bronx Bombers Baseball Talk Podcast, Triple BT. Appreciate everyone for listening, and let's go, Bombers.